What's up, everybody? Gareth Trashman Larson, you're listening to Homegrown Hustlers. You know what it is. Yeah. Not much, dude. Dude, did you enjoy the Super Bowl? Uh, I'll be honest, it was really boring. The The halftime show was cool. I kind of like Adam Levine. I think he's pretty dope. I'm a big advocate of Travis Scott, too. He's a pretty badass rapper. Mm-hmm. I mean, the SpongeBob thing that you were telling me about. Oh, <laughs> I, the number one thing with the Super Bowl was that SpongeBob reference. Yeah, that was pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, Larson Waste, host of the podcast. Um, check them out. They're pretty awesome. We're pretty awesome. We're the best. Yeah, one thing that I was actually thinking about in the shower today that was cool about our sponsor, Larson Waste, um, is I think they are the first trash company that is not only relatable but personable. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday when we were doing some sales for them, I thought it was pretty cool how like excited and related, I guess you would say, everyone was that we talked to. They're like, wow, like... That you not only are you a trash company that cares, you're an actual human being. You're not yeah. a robot. You're not some foreign. You know, you don't care about just your company. You really are here for not only us but yourselves. Like you're both in it together as a team. Well, so. dude, and I think that goes back to uh, what you were sharing the other day when you went to that one cell, and mm-hmm. you know, you had the other companies in there, and they were just yeah, just corporate. Like couldn't. Couldn't do nothing, couldn't answer any questions. and, and They couldn't have been themselves, yeah. Yep. That's sad. So. Cool. Good job, Lars and Wayne. You're killing it. Exactly. Hit them up. Hit them up. Check out our new website, too. It's new. Shiny. It's great. Um, so, rant time. And I'll go ahead and go first on the topic of sales. So, yesterday, you and I, we were working together, and we had two polar opposite uh, experiences of sales. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and pat had ourselves on the back here for a little bit um but I'll, I'll tell the story so we went into one cell where we took a meeting with a guy that was trying to sell some marketing material and it's like okay cool yeah i'll take meetings and and we'll discuss and see what you've got and uh there was no questions asked about what we would need or what we could do you what how he could be useful mm-hmm. um what our marketing plan is, what we're doing. And there was none of that to see how, what he's got could fit into there. It was sit down, watch this video, which the video was a load of crap, to be honest. Like it was a well put together video and their points I thought were like strongly made, but then they made like false mislead. They gave the information that was super misleading about other forms of advertising. Yeah. I was like, that's not true at all. And then right after it was just like, so here's a price, like, yeah, so, like, which was odd to me because there wasn't even a question. Like, there, there was no question. There was no addressing, like, address of need. Yeah. There was no, like, you well, need well, this or you have to. Well, there wasn't a question yeah, at or, the end, like, yeah, do you want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was just like, uh-huh, there uh-huh. it is. And I'm like, okay. Yep. So that compared to, I had a really good experience with Dallin as we were out selling with some people. Um, just the way to relate with people and start off by getting to know them and then figuring out how we can serve their needs. And there's ways that this can be really cheesy, but if you truly care about the person and truly like, Hey, I just want to want to know like how we can serve you. It's insane how different that whole experience is. And, uh, that's just, it was such a stark difference all day yesterday because we spent our time selling, but we started off the day getting sold to 
and man just uh everyone's a salesman however you know you've got everyone's probably heard that um so just just be awake to that and ask questions and figure out how you can actually help people don't just come come at it from such a selfish place of i want you to take this because it benefits me and i don't really care like how it benefits you i just want you to like take it yeah so yeah that that's my rant for today if you're selling man do the work that it takes to sell yeah, dude, I'm going to go ahead and like add my rant on your rant because uh, I just wanted to tell a funny story to everyone. But it was true. Uh, I just, you know, add to what you were saying. It was, it was pretty cool how. Uh, how hold, I, hold up. Yes. In the middle of your rant. Jerry Washington. What's up, bro? Old college roommate. Haven't seen you in a minute. Saw you're on here, buddy. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. The cool things that we can do with social media nowadays and technology, know, man. man. That's freaking sick. Uh, all right, so funny story. I'll start off with it. Uh, Garrett, yesterday, as he mentioned, we were doing some sales and stuff. And I'm just going to say, we were on fire, dude. Like, we were in the groove. We felt good. Everyone we talked to, we just kind of shared that same energy. And we were just hyped about everything. Life was great. And the last stop of the day, we come to this fool's house and he just, from the get go, thinks he's better than us, which that's cool. He might be or might not, but like (laughs) he opens the door and I don't mean, I'm not trying to be mean. It was just really funny how this all played out. Uh, Cause I was in a great mood and we opened this door and this dude's in his pajamas with his goofy ass truck driver headset on. And he was like, what do you want? What do you, I'm like, oh, hey, your wife called. He's like, um, yeah, that's my wife. What do you want? I'm like, um, we told her we would come by. He's like, okay, and? I was like, holy shit. And like, as soon as these like sassy short responses came back, I threw my hands up and I was like, shit, I'm done. Like, I'm going to say something <laughs> Don't really want to fight stupid. Dude. I, I really did. I wanted to say some mean things to this guy because I'm like, look, dude, I'm not trying to be a dick, but if you're going to be a dick, I'll be a dick right back. And he was, and the guy was just like really cut and dry. Like, look, can you pick up my trash or not? And Garrett's like, well, yeah, I need to know how much. And he's like, no, like, can you get my trash or not? And for how much? And Garrett just looked at him like stone faced, cold in the eyes, like, yeah, 50 bucks. I'll pick up your shit. (laughs) And I was just like, damn, like when he was saying that, you know, I'm trying to be like still reasonable. I got my salesman. I'm doing some numbers, like quick math. I'm like, yeah, so like 35, we usually do 25 with an additional this. I'm like, okay, we can. And Garrett just was just like 50 bucks. And the guy (laughs) sat there for a second, arms crossed, look at him and goes, I could do that. And I was like, holy shit. Like, here, here it is. Like, just like stone face, like, hey, F you too, bro. 50 bucks, I'll do your shit. And, and the guy was like, deal. And I'm like sitting here trying to be the nice guy, the passive approach. And I just thought it was super funny how like certain personalities react together and like how you need to approach people in different ways. But I just did not do well in that environment. And Garrett was on fire. Like, he killed it. And I just remember walking away, like blown away. I was like, dude, I don't know how you did that. I'm so impressed. I'm so proud of you. This is why you have two different people with two different strengths because like I could not have made that sale. I couldn't close that deal. And Garrett closed that deal and didn't bat an eye. He felt great. He's like, yeah, like, I don't know how you did that other one. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how the hell you did this one. So, like, good job, team. Here we go. It was just a really funny experience. Yeah, team. Most people would have been in the same situation as I was. Like, this dude was a dick, and Garrett handled it very well. So, kudos to Garrett. For all you salesmen out there, I'm sure you've had a similar experience. So, if the guy's a dick, don't be scared to just throw a high number if you know he's wealthy because he might take it because he likes the dick response. <laughs> well, dude, to, to that point, like so many times and something we're really working on here, um, there's some like we always want to provide an option. 
Yeah. And, and like the request that this guy was like having was something that I'm sure every other company was just like, no, we can't do that. Yes. And, 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 that and I will never be like, yeah. no, we won't do it because there's a way we can do it. And there's a price that makes sense for us to do it at. Yeah. And I'm not going to spend their money for them. I'm not going to decide it's not worth it. So I'll tell them what I would actually do that for. Like, sure. Like, I'll do the extra work of all this to do this, but like it only makes sense for me to do that for this amount and let them spend their money. Don't spend their money for them. So there's a lot of cases where, where people spend their other people's money for them instead of just giving them the options and letting them, letting, letting them decide. So that was sick, dude. Well, awesome. That was my rant today. What are we going to, you want to dive into this podcast? Yeah, let's dive into it. Cause I'm, I'm running a little bit short on time. So let's get, yeah. get straight into it. What are we going to talk to them about today? My so man? I've been thinking about it all morning. And okay. then when you asked me that, I was like, Oh no. I forgot what we were going to talk about, but then it just came to my mind again. So <laughs> look at that. There you go. So we've talked a couple times about culture uh-huh. and it's something that's always evolving of learning how to do that because so the part of business that, that really makes such a big difference, but it's like, how do you do it? And we've talked of, it's not just ping pong tables and stuff. It's, it's really how people feel as part of the group and, and whatnot. Anyway, um, we were discussing, I made some decisions finally on some stuff that I think will help our culture that is kind of more along the lines of the ping pong type stuff, but also I think will have a big impact. So what we thought is we'd just share what we see and why we see it, it's useful to do it and uh, see kinda, if it Yeah, kind of like some. what we're doing, like what, what the change, and they may not be applicable to you guys, but it'll kind of yeah. paint the picture a little bit. Yeah, I think, and, it, and if you can do the mental work, like you see whether it's in your organization, your family, maybe there's some some that you can make some some changes to see if it makes makes difference. Um, and, and to that point, let's just preface pr- whatever preface. that, yes, thank you. So, so do you, when you hear the word culture down, like what's that mean? Um, I think um, a little bit like the old school, like a culture, kind of like cowboys and Indians, like how Indians have a culture of, of like their way of being and like their rituals and stuff. And I think of like the white people culture and I think of Spanish culture and I think of like all the different countries. I think very broad, like mm-hmm. kind of like where we came from culture. Um, and then my next step of culture is kind of like, uh, the feel like a work environment feels the way I kind of break it down. Like when you walk into something, you kind of have a vibe of a culture. So like if you walked into, uh, I'm trying to think of a really positive, happy place. Um, kind of like Jimmy John's, you walk in there and they have a culture of a quick talking. They're really fast paced. Speedy quick, speedy quick, fast, (laughs) super duper. Yeah. That one. So that's my kind of interpretation of a culture. At least that's how I first think about it. And have you you? ever had an experience with like a bad culture? Um, like a depressing one. Yeah. Like a sad one for sure. Like what was the organization? Um, I'm trying to remember exactly. I feel like there was one that was recent. I walked in like, wow, why are you guys so depressed? Uh, I think sometimes hospitals, can have a, a really bad culture mm-hmm. in a For way sure. um, just because of what's going on. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. If I, if I do, I'll, let me think about it for a second. I'll give you a better example if that's okay. cool. And one thing I would say to culture is it's there no matter what. Yes. And you can either be like awake and, and form it how you want it to be or it's going to form by itself. And that isn't just in business. It's in every organization. So if it's there's a culture of your family. You have a family culture. There's a culture of, of your business. There's a culture in church, in different church groups. There's a culture in sports teams. Every organization has a culture. And almost 
I mean, I can't think of one organization that I admire that doesn't have a very strong culture. And it can look completely different on different things. And, and like I said, it's not always just the ping pong table. Um, like the Spurs have an awesome culture. They don't necessarily have ping pong tables around. Um, so it's it's always there. And then you you can just be uh, um, part of, of producing the culture that you want. So here at Larson Waste, something that's important for us is that it's a culture where everyone feels like they're they're contributing. Like you can go into some organizations and see that like the janitor is like this disrespected guy and like, oh, we throw around the uh, trash or whatever. It doesn't matter. Someone else cleans it up. Not our problem, this, that, and the other. And then there's uh, other organizations where it's like everyone in here is contributing to the bigger goal. Yeah. And those ones are the ones that you see like do things that you're like, oh. I, I actually heard it summed up the other day. I think it was in a book. Um it, it basically is how you get 2 plus 2 to equal 10. Mm-hmm. 2 plus 2 can either equal 1, or 2 plus 2 can equal 10, or it can equal 4. Like, it, it, the culture is what makes the difference with that. Yeah. So, And I just kind of wanted to clear up, like, what you talked about with a janitor, too, because I think I, I read this a while ago when we started talking about culture, but I just wanted to help our viewers a little bit that might not be, you know, that are traveling and listening to this right now. So to get really clear, the definition of culture is the arts – and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarding collectivity. And when I read this the first time, the thing, the word that stuck out a lot to me was the intellectual part. And I can't tell you how many times we put culture behind people like janitors and like, um, uh, just like, like you walk into a place and you can tell like, Oh, that guy has like a different, um, a different, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, like value? Yeah, like, kind of like, not like a value, but like a different, like, you're the CEO. So people generally think you're higher. Like, yeah. they put you on a higher pedestal versus the janitor. Uh-huh. And, like, it's crazy to see the people that have a good culture where the janitor and the CEO are on the same level and they see eye to eye. Does that make sense? Do you see where I'm kind of getting at? Yeah, what do you mean by seeing eye to eye? Um, I should, they, they're seeing eye to eye. If that makes sense. Like, so another employee walking around has the same respect for that janitor as okay. they, they do for the CEO. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's what, and that's what I have always kind of interpreted from the, which I think of, that too depends on like the person, like yes. if that janitor is a good person, but like that, that, that the job title doesn't take it away. Yeah. And, and I guess that's what I'm saying is it's all on the job title. Like no one, there's no, like sh- you, you're totally right. Thanks for clearing that. Cause there, you could have a piece of work employee that's super high up, but everyone hates them. But the point is being like, if you have a well-established culture, I think in a good organization, everyone is an equal. No one really cares about your job titles. You all have different do- jobs, but at the same day, you guys are all the same. people. Yeah. Like yeah. you all walk out there friends. And I think a lot of that, um, has to do with like clarity of vision. Um, because I heard on, uh, I don't know, I read it somewhere about pig star, pick stars, uh, onboarding process. And the first day they, they take people into this big theater and it doesn't matter if you're like got hired as a director, or if you got hired as, um, you know, to work at the coffee shop on their campus, or it doesn't matter. Wherever you're hired, they have you sit in the fifth row because that's where directors sit because supposedly it's best seats in theaters and whatever. And uh, basically, I don't know how they do it, but what they let everyone know is, like, you're here, you're a part of Pixar, and we need your help um, creating awesome movies. 
I don't know exactly how they word it, but that's, sure. that's what they like. It doesn't matter what your job is. Like, that's the very first thing. Like everyone in this company is here to help create awesome movies. And like, you wouldn't be here if in some way you weren't going to contribute to, to helping make awesome movies. And, and on this thing that I was, uh, reading, it had talked about someone that actually was hired at the, uh, um, uh, the coffee shop on their campus and, and then ended up being, you know, pretty high up and, and running, uh, actual sets and stuff for, for Pixar. Because of his, yeah, because they showed up and it was like, Oh yeah. And well, and it was like, Hey, we're all contributing to this. It's not like, Oh, you're not important in what you do. No, he came to people with ideas and, and they were profound enough to like, Oh yeah, you, you have a good eye for that and you're improving the company as a whole. And yeah. And there's, so there's a lot of tactics of different things and, and we've implemented some of that in Larson Weiss. Uh, part of that is, is an onboarding process. Um, so when we get here, like I, I get a chance to sit down with people and make sure that they understand like what we're up to at a company, what role they play in that. And like that they're welcome here and that we want them to be a part of our group. And, and it, and I've seen it make a big difference. And, um, so that's kind of what led into is I knew there was more work to be done around the tactical things. Like really it's your way of being and that will spread out, but there's also tactical things you can do. And so the onboarding process was one of ours and that's still being refined so it can be as good as I'd like it to be. But the other thing we, we started discussing about a week ago was the, the setup of the offices here at our office and the impact that that had, um, because I started noticing people's behaviors and I, and I noticed that um, cust- the customer service reps and everyone that's around the office kept trying to any reason to be up, up the ups- on the upstairs or in the upstairs. How, how do you say that? Upstairs. Yeah, they wanted to be upstairs. Yeah, they, they, wanted, to, yeah, they so, wanted to yeah. be up here. So to be clear before even that, so we have two levels. We have the bottom where we have the customers come in and pay mm-hmm. and uh, answer phone calls. That's where the majority of our office girls are. And then we have some uh, manager's office that are in the upstairs. Yeah. So all the manager's offices are upstairs. Correct. And and so, but I just noticed like, yeah, they would like bring notes instead of just call and like, whatever reason they could be to be up here. And I'm like, man, what, what is the reason for that? And then I recognized, like, I'd never even thought about it, but I recognized, wow, we just keep all our managers up here. No one sees us. No one. Little interaction yeah. with some of them. Yeah. As, yeah. It, it creates the worst case scenario for interaction um, between managers and, and the rest of the company. It's like this is, separating wall like yeah you're down here and we're up here like we're better than you kind of feel even though that's, yeah. that wasn't ever our intentions well, that's just kind of like how it's and i don't even know if that's like the biggest concern as uh-huh. much as just actual seeing the person i wish i could remember the numbers off the top of my head but there's like it was like over a 200 percent increase in productivity when a person with people that sat next to someone that they could see so, like, if, if you had a group project going and uh, it, it required, say, like, four people that were working on it, the productivity went up by, like, 250% if those four people were, were could see each other. each other. Yeah. And uh, really, I think everything we do here is, like, one big project. And I, and I recognized, man, we're just, like, creating this huge divide where – you know, the office manager needs to be working with these girls and they've, they've got all these things that they're doing and they're never even seeing each other. They see each other twice throughout the day because we've got them on different levels. And uh, so what we're looking at doing now is 
just shaking that all up. And it's tough because walls are already built and things like that, but setting it up so that it's not, not the divide. It's not managers are upstairs and everyone else is downstairs. It's intermingled. And, and I'm curious to see if there'll be kickback or, or what there might be. But, uh, um, I think it will be a good thing. And, and as I've thought of just these different things, there's so much you can look at that creates that divide where you can have so much better intermingling, whether it's parking, whether it's, uh, where the offices are set up, but be intentional about it and you'll see a big difference. And, yeah. uh, and we'll keep you updated, you know, a month from now, we'll, we'll let you know, like if there was an impact, if we saw an increase in productivity, um, cause that's what all really boils down to is like driving performance. So. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, uh, our Ross and our, our chief marketing officer, he did really well at that. Um, I, one of my first experiences working with him, um, we know we got to the point where we we're getting pretty big and he had this big office mm-hmm. and he kind of just had like an L shaped desk. And, and I kind of started like, yeah, what, at what point do you get to the point where like your interns and your managers and then your, you know, your CEO aren't all in like a similar room with walls. And cause we were looking at, you know, bigger buildings. This is for a different company when we're looking to expand. And he was like, I don't ever want walls. I don't, I don't ever want to be on a different floor. And I was kind of like, Okay, why? And you know, I, and I was kind of curious about. It. He's like, and it yeah, wasn't. because traditionally it's like, yeah, CEO gets a big yeah. office, and then as uh-huh. you move up, you get bigger offices and then corner offices. And, yeah, and and I think to that point, it can be tough because managers and executives and different things. There's times where you need privacy, you need it for whether sure. it's for yourself or, or yeah, or meetings that there's confidential stuff that can't you know uh-huh. just be aired out to everyone, whether it's personal confidential. You mean like meaning like between you and a person that need to have a conversation that's not for everyone or whether it's financial stuff or whatever. Yeah. And I just was thought it was funny how my first thought was like, oh, he wants to be able to keep an eye on people because that's my that was my, my previous yeah. experiences with other companies. Like, yeah. yeah, I have this big glass window. I can see you through the shop because I don't I can't have this guy dicking around all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was no, I'm watching. Yeah. And that wasn't his thought at all. I was like, no, because. I can help them learn so much more if I can see what they're doing all the time. And, and they can learn from me if they see how I'm interacting and see what I'm doing all the time. It's just so much more of a learning environment. And as a team, like you said, we can all see each other. We're going to get so much more done because I'm not going to be in my office. They're not going to, you know, like the, he didn't want that culture, that vibe. And from then on, out, I was like, dude, that makes so much sense. And so I've seen it firsthand on a small scale how effective it is when you guys do that and you let them know that too he was very clear about it to a lot of people like hey no there's a reason here like yes i'm still your boss and i can still tell you what to do and if you are slacking off here i'll tell you but that's not why i want you in here i want you in here so you can learn from me and i can learn from you yeah so we'll let you know how it goes with our changes and uh i'm looking forward to it i think it's going to be a huge impact on just even the customer's experience when they come into our office well and one thing i'll say too is that's a big reason why we put out so much content. Like people see us all the time on Instagram, on Facebook. Like I think that's a way now too to communicate what we're up to and it's a way to see people. Yeah. It's not perfect because it's not in person. I think there's so much value to in-person contact. That's uh, that's something that I think me and Gary V disagree with. Like I think there's so much value in looking people in the eyes, mm-hmm. you know, even touching like (laughs) yeah but like while you're having a conversation and sometimes that's you know the best way to do like get close to that though is through social media like yesterday man i was 
I was kicking myself because we didn't film anything what we're doing, and and it could have been so it useful was such an for awesome day. not just our customers but also everyone that's here part of the team like oh they're out there hustling they're doing it like you know and yeah. and they're part of this team too and they're putting in blood sweat and tears so like yeah yeah i think it makes a big difference well on that note dude let's go make some videos hope you guys have a wonderful day and uh, do something creative man all right peace <laughs>